the voice of Branch County for high school sports. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. Coldwater Cardinal basketball is on the air. Loose ball going to be picked up on the run by Aiden Dershel. Dershel going coast to coast, blocked by Matthews, yes and one. Foley, long pass to Maya Porter, launches a three-pointer from the right yeah. wing and drains it. Josh Jordan loses his footing, ball picked up by Aiden Dershel, gets it to Evan Porter, nice pass inside, and Nico Donald's layup good. Long toss to Coley Burkhardt, couple of pump fakes, shoots over Tyler, misses a three-pointer. Oh! of lucky bounces. Coldwater regains the lead 8-7. Brought to you by these members of the WTVB Sports Boosters Club. Acre Mechanical, Branch County Abstract and Title, CNO Insurance Services, Case Realty Group, CEM Supply, Cole Ford, Culey's Jewelry, Valley Tire Company, Jordan and Allison Butler, Financial Advisors with Edward Jones, El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant, Ask Kaywood PC, Hale Trailers and Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers, Integrity Apparel, Screen Printing and Embroidery, K. Right, financial advisor with Edward Jones, Jungle Pets, Matt Halen Homes, McDonald's of Branch County, Midwestern Realty Group, Nottawa Gas and Wild Bird Center, Surpro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties, Southern Marsh Realty, and Union Pallet and Container Company. And warm greetings from Coldwater High School's Coach Floyd Eby Gymnasium. Coldwater Cardinal Varsity Girls and Boys Basketball is on the air. It's senior night for the Cardinals as they host the Penfield Panthers. It'll actually be the last home game for the boys this year. The season wraps up next week, but we'll talk about the boys over the course of the evening. I'm Sean Watson. To my left is Coldwater High School Athletic Hall of Famer Quinn Berry in for Mike Murphy, who's got family in town. Yeah, uh, Mike and Terry have their family here from uh, New Jersey, and hopefully their son come down from the Holland area, and hopefully they can enjoy a nice uh, family weekend. A shame that it's going to be a little bit on the chilly side tomorrow. Well, I think Sunday's supposed to be a little more sunshine, but uh, you're right, a little chilly. It's senior night, but we've got this small matter of the JV girls basketball game to uh, talk about first. There's 47 and a half seconds left to play in regulation. Uh, the Cardinals uh, tied it up at 24 all after being down by as many as 12 at one point against the Penfield JV girls. It's 26-24 right now. Penfield has retaken the lead. And what was it that uh, boys head coach Aaron Buckland told you? He goes, you watch, this could go overtime, Quinn. I was down there talking to him, and uh, I didn't think there was a possible way with uh, a seven-point lead for Penfield. But the JV cards have come back, got a chance to uh, hopefully get a steal here and tie this game back up or even win it. Cardinals are pressing. Peyton Rhodes finally gets it across the timeline. Here's Madeline Wicks and pass deflected by Paisley Harvey. Saved by Marie Moore. It's tracked down by Penfield. Wicks on the right corner. Tosses it away. It's taken by the Cardinals. Here comes Paisley Harvey. 24 seconds left in regulation. Pass goes to the left corner. Gabink for three. It's an air ball. Ball tipped. Cardinal ball. It was last touched by a Penfield player. 18.4 seconds left to play in regulation. So the Cardinals trailed 14 to 7 at halftime, 22 to 10 after three quarters, and now we've got a 26-24 lead. Somehow this JV girl squad under head coach Brian Kelly, they 
must psychically know when we come out, do bonus coverage of the game, and give us the most exciting games possible. They, uh, yeah, the both games that I've seen them play this year have been really good games. But uh, Coach Kelly doing a good job. These girls have really improved this year and uh, throughout the year, and hopefully we can uh, sneak another big win out tonight. Once this wraps up, and, and the reason why we've got the JV girls game going right now is uh, between the time that Coldwater and Penfield played in January and now, uh, Penfield discontinued its uh, freshman girls team. I would have to assume that uh, uh, most of them, uh, the ones that were left, are uh, now up on the JVs. I would assume so, but yet there's only four girls over there on the JV bench, so... Uh Coldwater ball coming out of the timeout. Aubrey Gabenta inbound. Gets it to Marie Powers. High off the glass. No good. Fighting for the rebound. Put back. No. Another battle for the loose ball. Bodies crashing the deck all over the place. It's a jump ball position arrow to Penfield. 11.3 seconds left to play in regulation. Cardinals trail by two, and they're going to press in the backcourt. Absolutely. Had a couple of nice shots at the hoop there to tie it. Just didn't get it. Inbound, almost taken away by the Cardinals. We get a foul as Isabella Branham, one of the sophomores, gets fouled in the backcourt. That'll be the fourth team foul on the Cardinals. And uh, the first, the second, rather, on Aubrey Gabink. And now they just put it up as the team fifth, so it's uh, free throw shooting time. Alexandria Nevins with 9.6 seconds left to play in regulation. The couple of free throws, the potential to make it a four-point lead for the Penfield JV girls. Cardinals with 9.6 to get it back down. If she misses one, there's one. Line drive it off the back of the rim. Last night, the uh, Cardinal underclassmen boys basketball teams both lost up at Penfield. Second one of two. That one off the rim. Bernard with a rebound. Bernard coughed it up. Back to Penfield. Powers with a reach and foul. Branham gets knocked down. So back to the free throw line. Oh. 4.3. It'll be tough for these young ladies to get it down there and get a shot off. The foul was whistled on Paisley Harvey, her second. So back to the free throw line. This time, Isabella Branham will take them. 4.3 seconds left to play in regulation. Cardinals trail by two. First of two off the back of the rim. No good. The Cardinals don't have any timeouts left. Penfield has one. The best that Penfield can hope for is to make it a three-point lead by splitting the pair. Second one coming up from Branham. The rainbow bounces, does not go in. Rebound by Powers, coughed it up to a Penfield player. And a mad scramble for the ball, ends the game. Penfield coming out on top, 26-24, holding off that late Cardinal charge. Yeah, Cardinals had a couple of chances to tie it up there right at the end with 11 seconds to go. Just the ball didn't fall for him. So we'll go ahead and take this... uh, two-minute break and talk about the varsity girls contest on senior night 
You're listening to Coldwater Cardinal Basketball on WTVB. If you're buying or selling real estate, putting the right team on your side to help you navigate the ever-changing real estate world is one of the most important things you can do. Hi, I'm Carrie Foley. And that team is Midwestern Realty Group. I'm Jim Bowers, and we constantly meet with lenders, title companies, and appraisers to keep on top of all of these changes. Jill Bowers here. Every one of our agents has a minimum of five years' experience buying and selling real estate, many over 20 years' experience. We also have three in-house associate brokers and an in-house auctioneer. I'm David Foley. We know how to maneuver you through the buying and selling process from the start to the closing table. Experience matters. I'm Doug Campbell. Put our team on your team to make sure there are no surprises, just success and satisfaction. And I'm Sharon Atkinson. Midwestern Realty can help you with your version of the American dream. I'm Debbie Lowndes-Bowers, broker owner of Midwestern Realty Group in Coldwater. Reach out to our team so you can reach out to your dream. See the experts today at Midwestern Realty Group or online at MidwesternRealty.com. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HaskKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Hess Kwood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. At Integrity Apparel, screen printing and embroidery, we're not just about clothing, we're about expression. Whether it's your school logo on tees, corporate logo on business apparel, varsity jackets, or cozy winter accessories, we've got the touch. But hold on, there's more. We design and print promotional items, banners, and much more. Ready to stand out? Call 278-8101. That's Integrity Apparel, screen printing and embroidery in downtown Coldwater. Let us turn your vision into a vibrant reality. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Welcome back to Coldwater High School's Coach Floyd Eby Gymnasium, Sean Watson, Quinberry, Mike Sy, Justin Lopshire, back at the WTVB studios. Both the Penfield and Coldwater varsity girls basketball teams. Informal warm-ups before they get the pregame warm-up clock started. I'd say we're about another 15 to 20 minutes or so away from the start of our girls basketball game, uh, senior night. So the six seniors between the boys and girls basketball teams will be recognized between uh, the end of this game and the start of our boys contest between Coldwater and Penfield. So on the girls side, you've got uh, Kara Miller, Kenzie Scheid, and Jayla Sloan. And for the boys, Keevan Zabonik, Zach Coffing, and Tyson Roby, along with the team manager, Eli Edwards. That's uh, that nice. They're uh... Eli's going to get in there and get a little recognition. He's a hard-working young man. Helps out in all the sports. So they just put time up on the scoreboard clock. We're looking at about another 19 minutes or so away from the tip. So uh, let's talk about first uh, the Lady Cardinals, who improved their record to 15-3 and overall, 7-3 and in the Interstate 8. Currently in second place, uh, two and a half games behind the Northwest Mounties. Big win that you and I saw up at Western last Friday, 51-41. I thought that was a nice win for the Cardinals. Real workmanlike. Uh, they came out hot in that first quarter. And, uh, you know, uh, Western played a good game against the Cardinals up there. And the uh, Cardinals just kind of uh, uh, just wouldn't let them get close. And uh, just did what they needed to do. And, uh, just played some good, tough defense like they always do. 
but they hit some shots early, and that really helped. So in the game, Ellie Foley led the way with 16 points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals. A lot of balance among the next group of scorers. Kenzie Scheid with nine points, Ellie Anderson with eight, along with a couple of rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. Coley Burkhardt off the bench with seven points, also five boards, three assists, two steals, and three blocks. Riley Van Aken with six points and three rebounds. Maya Porter, five points, five rebounds, five assists. You, you got to love that if you're Coach Ken Smoker. Oh, that, uh, that even scoring like that's really nice. But I thought, uh, you know, one of the nicest things for that night was uh, uh, Kenzie Scheid finally got a few baskets to drop in that first half. She's been kind of snake bit the last uh, probably six weeks around the basket the ball just not falling for the other night uh, at western there she got uh, some points on the board and even hit a three-pointer has it really been six weeks it didn't seem that long no, that, she, that she's had the yips like ever that. since uh, ever since uh we were up at grand rapids so the season leaders, uh, you got to love the balance there, too. As far as scoring, Ellie Foley with 9.7 points, 4.9 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 2.1 steals a game. Maya Porter now up to 7.2 points a game, also 3.6 rebounds, 1.8 assists, 1.8 steals. Ellie Anderson, 6.7 points, 3.2 rebounds a game. Uh, Riley Van Aken at 6.3 points a game. Kenzie Scheid at 5.7. Uh, Coley Burkhardt at 4.4 points a game. Kenzie Scheid with five boards a night. Coley Burkhardt with 4.9. You know, this this group of young ladies, uh, you know, to be successful and, and hit some of the goals, well, they didn't hit the goal winning the league, but they still got the districts, regionals, and uh, whatever else they can get to, quarters or whatever, but... You know, they they are starting to come on. They're starting to play better. The big thing is their defense has been there all year. Their shooting starting to come around a little bit. A little snake bit towards the beginning. Really starting to shoot the ball a lot better, especially from uh, three-point, Sean. Now, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to our broadcast up at Penfield on a Saturday morning slash afternoon, January 20th. Coldwater beat Penfield 39-24, to but uh, it was a 15-3 fourth quarter that allowed the Cardinals to get that 15-point margin of victory. It was a 7-7 tie after the first quarter, 16-14 at halftime, 24-19 uh, after the third quarter. So uh, uh, the Cardinals only effectively turning it on in the fourth quarter, at least as far as the offense was concerned. And... Uh, uh, that midseason uh, slump uh, was a concern, Coach Moker, if you recall. Oh, yes, it was. And uh, But up there at Penfield, you know, it was that 11 o'clock start. Sean, I think, up there at 10 o'clock. And uh, girls didn't wake up. They were still, uh, they still were under the cover still about that fourth quarter. And then they, they kind of put it together and put Penfield away. So in that game for Penfield, Emily Clacking had 10 points, Natalie Hensel and sister Madeline Hensel with six points apiece. Penfield now 4-13 overall, still looking for their first league win at 0-9. They lost against Harper Creek on Tuesday, 37-32. Your leading scorer that night was Julia Perez, who had nine points and 12 rebounds. Emily Clacking with nine points and eight boards. Natalie Hensel with eight points, 10 rebounds, three blocks. Tori Walling, four points and five rebounds. 
We talk about the balance up and down uh, the leading scorers for Coldwater, both in last week's game and uh, through the season. Different story for Penfield and their head coach, Todd Grenis. Natalie Hensel averaging 14 points, 6.2 rebounds, one and a half assists, 1.7 steals, and two and a half blocks a game. Uh, Natalie Hensel is a junior. Emily Clacking, who is a senior, averaging 10.9 points, 7.2 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 1.6 steals a game. After those two, your next leading scorer, Julia Perez, only averaging 3.4 points a game, also averaging 5.1 boards, and Madeline Hensel, 2.2 points a game. So a real drop-off from the, uh, as far as offensive output from the top two to everybody else. Well, and they're they're just, uh, they're not real deep either. They don't have much scoring coming in off the bench where the Cardinals, they can bring in two or three girls that can get, they're gonna give you points almost every night. But uh, I think the big thing, and Coach Smoker said this to me, that Penfield has been an improving team all year long. Uh, they've gotten much better. And I know the Cardinals on paper are a lot better, but, uh, they still better come out. They need to continue to play well here uh, as the season goes on, as uh, getting ready for tournament time. So go ahead, take this one-minute break, and bring you this week's edition of This Week in High School Sports from the MHSAA Network. Uh, the lead story is a rather historic happening uh, up tonight in Saginaw. And we'll... Uh, have that coming up in one minute. You're listening to Coldwater Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. If you're staying closer to home these days, backyard birding is a great year-round hobby. And Nottawa Gas in Nottawa and Tecancha have everything you need to connect to the fascinating world right outside your window. From bird watching guides to bird houses to bird bath heaters, let your hobby take flight. Right now, get a 50-pound bag of black-oiled sunflower seeds or suet cakes in a wide variety. Connect with nature in your own backyard. Nottawa Gas on Eleanor Drive in Centerville and on US 27 South of Tecancha and online at nottawagas.com. Don't let concerns about shifts in the market disrupt your long-term financial goals. Hi, I'm Allison O'Connell, an Edward Jones Financial Advisor. Let's work together on an investment strategy for long-term results. While you can't control market volatility, you can control your financial future. Start by giving me a call at 517-279-0541. Edward Jones, member SIPC. It's the end of an era in Saginaw, and the Student Advisory Council is looking for eight new members. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid. On Friday night, the boys' basketball teams from Saginaw High and Arthur Hill will meet for the final time ever in the regular season. It's a rivalry that started in 1910 and has seen each school win multiple state titles. After the school year, the two schools are consolidating into a new one, Saginaw United High School. The final regular season matchup will be played at the Dow Event Center in Saginaw, and 5,000 tickets for the game sold out in just minutes. Former Arthur Hill coach Dave Slaggart is writing a book on the rivalry titled Remember the Trojans and the Lumberjacks, and according to his research, either Saginaw or Arthur Hill has made the state quarterfinals 47 times. 36 times one of those teams reached the semifinals, the two have played in 18 MHSAA championship games, with Saginaw winning six times and Arthur Hill winning twice. 
current and former NBA stars like Draymond Green and Jason Richardson have played in this game, as well as former NFL players like Lamar Woodley and Charles Rogers. That first game, 114 years ago, was won by Saginaw High. The winner Friday will have bragging rights for a long time, unless the two meet again in the postseason. They are in different districts, but could meet up again for the final last time in the regional semifinals. The boys' basketball district brackets will be posted on Sunday, February 18th. Log on to MHSAA.com to see the path to the Breslin Center for Saginaw High, Arthur Hill, and everyone else looking to keep their season going deep into March. It's time for Game Balls when we highlight a trio of standout performances from the past week. First, Nagani Zella Mason. She poured in 30 points in a 57-53 win over Ishpeming. It was the first loss of the year for Ishpeming and moved Nagani to 17-1 on the season. Alcona's Garrett Summers, his 16 points led Alcona in a 44-38 win over Mayo. The victory secured Mayo's first ever North Star League boys basketball title. And a Holt Bowler, Nick Shaberg. He won a third straight CAAC singles championship, rolling a 5-21 total in the championship match. For high school seniors, the matchup of the year isn't on the field. It's actually online. That's right. When you fill out the FAFSA, you know, the free application for federal student aid, you could also be eligible for thousands of dollars in additional money from the Michigan Achievement Scholarship. Yep, nearly 80% of students who fill out the FAFSA may be eligible. Now that's a matchup we can all root for. Get started today at michigan.gov achievement. The Michigan Achievement Scholarship. It's a game changer. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's Director of Officiating Services, Sam Davis. Cheerleaders, usually at the college level, get in the sports headlines whenever an accident occurs, causing a serious injury. In Michigan, the sport of competitive cheer doesn't make the news in that regard. Why? Because this sport, created by Michigan schools, has built-in safety guidelines for competition, including the proper matting and the rules which prohibit dangerous stunts and safety judges observing the routines. Middle school competitive cheer is more restrictive, allowing the focus to be on the fundamentals that will provide a safe foundation when these athletes transition into high school and beyond. This format is exclusive to Michigan, and just another way that high school sports takes the extra step to make the games our athletes play as safe as they can possibly be. Thanks, Sam. Now more than ever, we need officials. If you're interested, go to the MHSAA website now to register. If you're a student athlete in the class of 2026 who is interested in joining the MHSAA Student Advisory Council, now is the time to apply. The council discusses issues dealing with the four S's, scholarship, sportsmanship, safety, and scope. A fifth S, student leadership, is also a common topic. We're looking for eight new members, four boys and four girls, to join our existing eight members from the class of 2025. If selected, you would serve for two years and help the council promote the educational value of interscholastic athletics. Members help plan sportsmanship summits, captain's clinics, and other student leadership events. They also help hand out medals and trophies at MHSAA championship events. Council meets six times a year, plus attend a 24-hour summer leadership camp. It's a great way to strengthen your leadership skills, meet student-athletes from across the state, and get an up-close and personal look at how high school sports are managed. To apply, please go to MHSAA.com. Applications are due by 4.30 p.m. on Monday, April 22nd. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross, and we'll be back next week.
1590 FM 95.5 WTVB. We're back here at Coldwater High School's Coach Floyd Eby, Gymnasium, Sean Watson, Quinn Berry, Mike Seitz. And time to take a look at the standings for uh, Interstate 8 Girls Basketball. And if we have some time, we'll touch on the boys' standings as well. As, uh, believe it or not, we've got two to three games left in the league schedule for the girls and uh, two to three games left in the regular season for the boys, period. Yeah, it went fast, Sean. Uh, the boys starting early this year because of... Uh the use of the Breslin Center. So uh, we'll have the boys done this year before the girls, So, uh, which is very unusual. I don't think that's ever happened. It, ha- it has, it as, as a matter of fact, fact, and it's for the same reason, the availability the, uh, of Breslin for the NCAA Women's Tournament first and second round games, which at this point are still hosted on campus. Okay. So okay. that's why. So on the girls' side, you got Northwest at eight and one in the league, fourteen and three overall. Coldwater two and a half games back at seven and three in the league, fifteen and three overall. Marshall at six and three in the league, but eight and ten overall. Western six and four in the league, ten and eight overall. Harper Creek now at five and five in the league, eight and ten overall. Bringing up the rear, Hastings at one and eight in the league, three and thirteen overall. Penfield still looking for their first league win. They're at 0-9 and 4-13 overall. Monday was a makeup game between Northwest and Hastings. Uh, the Saxons actually had a lead through the third quarter before Northwest turned it on to get the 50-38 win. Uh, Northwest has been struggling the past couple of weeks. Yeah, they haven't uh, they haven't been uh, shooting the ball quite as well as they were early in the year. So we'll have to see how that goes. But, uh, you know, win tonight for uh, Northwest back at Hastings. And, uh, you know, they could uh, pretty much, they will clinch it tonight if they win. Uh, the Mounties did come back on Tuesday to win a non-conference game against Adrian, 58-35. Uh, that was Tuesday. Also Tuesday, Western pummeling Hastings 68-15. Marshall lost to Hazlitt 68-31. And then uh, the Harper Creek-Penfield cross-city battle went to the Beavers 37-32. So, uh, tonight's games, you got Penfield at Coldwater. Uh, the games that we'll be broadcasting tonight, Hastings at Northwest, Marshall at Western. And then uh, next Tuesday, uh, for the ladies, uh, the Cardinals will host Harper Creek. Penfield will be at Hastings. Marshall will be at Northwest. So on the boys' side, I'd say Western has uh, all but clinched the I-8. They're at 10-0 in the league, 14-5 overall, and the only team in the league with a winning non-conference record. Second place, Northwest, is 5-4 in the league, 8-11 overall. Harper Creek at 5-5 in the league, 7-12 overall. Marshall at 4-5 in the league, 8-11 overall. Coldwater at 4-6 in the league. 6 and 14 overall. Hastings at 3 and 6 in the league, 7 and 11 overall, and Penfield at 2 and 7 in the league, 6 and 12 overall. Penfield's first league victory, uh, I uh, remind you, took place against the Coldwater Cardinals on January 20th. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh let's hope something like that doesn't happen again tonight, but uh we're getting ready to get going here, Sean. The yeah, lights coming down and 
Let's go ahead and take this two-minute break and be back with the starting lineups. Your key is the game and the opening tip, girls basketball. Coldwater hosting Penfield. You're listening to Coldwater Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. A fire breaks out in your home or business. Call the red trucks to put out the flames and call on the green vans to help put your life back together at 1-800-SERVE-PRO for Serve Pro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties. That's where you'll find a team of cleanup specialists with the training and the trust of the insurance industry to help make it like it never even happened. So when fire or water damage strikes your home or business, strike back by calling the cleanup team that's faster to any size disaster. Serve Pro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties at 1-800-SURF-PRO or log on to surfpro.com like it never even happened. At SurfPro Branch in South Calhoun Counties, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire or water damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Branch in South Calhoun Counties at 517-278-5261. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Branch in South Calhoun Counties is too by calling 517-278-5261. That's SurfPro of Branch in South Calhoun County. Helping make fire and water damage like it never even happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Do you see yourself traveling, working part-time, or moving somewhere warmer when you retire? Hi, I'm Jay Wright, your Coldwater Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I want to help make your retirement goals a reality. Let's talk about where you are, where you want to be, and how you get there. Together, we can plan for the expected and make sure you're ready for the unexpected. Call me at 279-1938 to get started today. That's 279-1938. Edward Jones, member SIPC. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Starting lineup for tonight's game. First for the Penfield Panthers. They are 4-13 overall, 0-9 in the Interstate 8 under head coach Todd Grenis. In the backcourt will be Madeline Hensel, a 5-6 sophomore, Emily Clacking, a 5'6 senior, and Julia Perez de Doria, a 5'7 sophomore. Up front will be Tori Walling, a 5'9 senior, and Natalie Hensel, a 5'11 junior. For the Coldwater Cardinals, 15-3 overall, 7-3 in the Interstate 8 under head coach Ken Smoker. The senior night tradition, all three seniors on the roster will get the start. Kira Miller, 5'5 senior. Jayla Sloan, a 5'5 senior in the backcourt. And Kenzie Scheid up front, a six-foot senior. And then you've got uh, Ellie Foley, a 5'8 junior, and Maya Porter, a 5'10 sophomore, filling out the rest of the starting lineup. It's always nice to see those seniors get the start on senior night. Hopefully uh, we can get them a few minutes and get uh, get a little lead here. As far as the keys to the game tonight, Sean, basically let's uh, not take anything for granted. Like I said, Penfield's a team that has improved throughout the year, and uh, Cardinals just have to come to play talent-wise farther ahead than uh, the Penfield Panthers, but uh, you never know on a, any given night in high school. Uh, you notice uh, something a little bit unusual well, on, the, uh, on the uh, cold water bench. Uh, we don't see Kenzie Scheid. Ellie Anderson, in fact, is getting the start. Uh, she is also oh. six foot, but a junior. I don't even think she's here. I don't either. So, Also something unusual, the Cardinals broke out their uh, white jerseys with a hot pink numerals. 
and black trim. Coldwater wins the tip moving from left to right. Miller on the left wing, doubled up by Penfield, gets the ball to Foley. Now Foley driving along the baseline, overshoots the rim, and the rebound by Emily Clacking, who's immediately fouled by Kara Miller. Well, I, you know, you mentioned Shide. I know there's been some sickness going around, around the schools here in Branch County. And uh, I know Coach Buckland told me before the game that uh, coughing had been out three, four days this week, uh, not feeling well. You also told me that for the underclassmen boys games yesterday, we're down. Both, both teams are shorthanded yeah, due to illness were. and other reasons. Yep. Natalie Hensel jumper from the left elbow missed, but the rebound tracked down by Julia Perez. And what do we have here? Did she step out of bounds or? She threw it back in bounds and bounds in. Bounced it off of Miller. Uh, Miller was out of bounds when she caught it. Oh, no. You can't do that. Well, again, the Cardinals breaking out the white jerseys with the hot pink numerals tonight. The uh, ones that they wore last year for their uh, breast cancer awareness game. Ball is lobbed inside. Tori Walling is fouled. She'll go up and shoot a pair with 7-11 left to play in the first quarter. Sloan going to pick up her first foul there. It's the team's second. See Torrance Walling, Tory for short, up the line. First to two, bounces off the back of the rim, does not go in. Walling from the free throw line coming in, only eight of 18. Second one spins around the rim and comes into Ellie Foley's hands. About a minute gone by, and we still don't have any score. Here's Sloan kicking the ball out over Kara Miller's hands. It'll be Penfield ball. Just an unforced turnover there, a little high with the pass. Madeline Hensel gets the ball into the forecourt to clacking on the left wing. Perez inside to Madeline Hensel. Walling got blocked inside. Anderson comes up with a rebound. Here comes Foley. 6.42 left to play in the quarter. Anderson for three. Up top. It's good. Foley with the assist there. Anderson, nice looking shot there. Three. Finally, points on the scoreboard about a minute and a half in. It's 3 nothing. Here's Natalie Hensel moving baseline, shooting over Foley. It's an air ball, but there for the rebound is Perez. Ball comes back up top. Madeline Hensel takes a jumper from the blocks. Misses. Ball taken away by Porter, who gets it to Miller. Caroline across the timeline finds Foley. Right wing. Up top, it comes to Porter and to Sloan on the left wing. Lobs it to the right wing to Foley. Now Madeline Hensel fronting her. Ball comes to Miller, left wing. Now up top to Anderson. Try it again for three. Got another one. Six-nothing Cardinals, 547 and counting left to play first quarter from here at Coldwater High School's Coach Floyd Eby Gymnasium. We're so glad you're listening on this Friday night, our last Friday doubleheader of the season, believe it or not. Natalie Hensel lobs the ball to no one in particular. Ellie Anderson was there to get the steal. Here come the Cardinals from left to right. Sloan on the right wing. She'll drive baseline. Try to shoot over Perez. That's going to be the first Penfield foul of the night. Good hard take there by Sloan to the basket. 
let's see. Uh, I don't think Jayla has been to the free throw line uh, that much over the course of the season. First of two is short off the rim. First substitution will come from the Penfield bench. Coming in will be Isabel Crandall, 5'10 senior. Second one is good. Sloan splits the pair. So that is actually keeping with her season average. Three of six coming in, now four of eight. So not that many trips to the free throw line for Jayla. 7-0 Cardinals and another intercepted Penfield pass. Here's Anderson right wing. The Porter on the corner right side. Toss it to Miller, top of the key. What type of defense is Penfield throwing out right They're now? They're playing man-to-man. Here's Foley left wing three. Line drive it off the back of the rim. Natalie Hensel with a rebound. It was Madeline Hensel on defense as Foley took her shot. Now Clacking gets the ball to Perez. Inside to Natalie Hensel. Backs her way down and gets the shot to go in. 7-2. First Penfield points of the night. 4.32 left to play in the quarter. Anderson to Miller on the right corner. Now moves to her left. It's the ball to Sloan. And now back to Anderson. Up top to Porter. Porter to Miller. Right corner. Try the bounce pass. Uh, was actually off of the shoe top of her defender. Looked like it was clacking. It was. It'll be Cardinal ball. 4-16 left to play first quarter. They're up by five. 7-2. Foley to inbound. Lobs it to Porter, right corner. Now inside to Sloan, trying to post up, up and under move, and got fouled again by Perez. That's going to be her second. Nice little up and under move, like you said, Sean, for Jayla. Back to the free throw line for Sloan. So Perez is going to have to come out after picking up her second foul. 4-12 left to play in the first quarter. Let's see if Jayla can get both of these free throw attempts. First one is good. For Penfield, Kira Boudreau, a 5-1 junior, coming in for Perez, who, again, just picked up her second foul. 8-2 Cardinals. Still 8-2 with a miss, but Sloan chases down the rebound right corner. Ball poked away, gets it back. Porter on the wing. Now back to the corner. Sloan for three. Little short off the rim. Battle for the rebound. One by Clacking. Emily clacking across the timeline for Penfield. 3.55 left in the quarter. It's 8-2. Cardinals on top. Here's a drive. Shot was blocked. Boudreaux took the shot. The Cardinals get the block. And here they come with a chance to add to the six-point lead. Sloan passes to Miller. Left corner. Boudreaux is guarding her in the man-to-man D. Sloan trying to get the ball to Foley. Madeline Hensel almost got the steal, but... Foley is able to secure the ball. She's 35 feet away from the basket. The right wing to Anderson. Now Porter on the corner. Holds the ball up high. Bounce it inside to Foley. Draws a double team and will go up to the line. Third foul of the quarter on Penfield. Good pass into the post there by uh, Porter that time. Foley with good. Right down there on the block. Had good position. Made a nice little drop step move. Madeline Hensel with her first foul again, the team third. Foley about a 76.5% free throw shooter. Coming in, gets the first one. 
And that is on 52 of 68 shooting. She's gone up to the free throw line far more times than any of her teammates. Both free throws good for Foley. It's now a 10 to 2 lead. 3.18 left in the quarter. Cardinals switching back and forth in that uh, man-to-man and zone. Yeah, we first saw the Cardinals break out the zone this season, really, in the game against Northwest, a game that they won back a week and a half ago. Here's Madeline Hensel get the ball to Boudreaux on the left wing. Double team on her. Ball lobbed inside to Crandall. Now back out to Boudreaux. Cut off by a double team. Pass comes to the right elbow. Now a shot by Natalie Hensel is good. So 10-4, good buddy. It's a CB radio score. Cardinals up six on Penfield. Actually, they're up six on Natalie Hensel. She has all four Panther points. Two and a half minutes left to play first quarter. Sloan to Miller on the weave. Deep three. Good for Porter from the left wing. Cardinals have not made a two-point bucket yet tonight. Three triples, two from Anderson, and the, the last one from Maya Porter. It's now 13-4. Meanwhile, see Riley Van Aken, and it looks like Coley Burkhart checking in for uh, the Cardinals. Next dead ball. We haven't had that happen yet. Three-pointer up top. Missed by Madeline Hensel. Coldwater rebounds. Under two left to play in the quarter. Pass. From Foley to Miller, now back to Ellie on the right wing. Moves to the corner, being followed by her defender, Madeline Hensel, now up top to Sloan. Miller on the left wing, back to Sloan. Sloan gets it to Maya Porter on the left wing, up top to Anderson. Penfield doing a better job fronting the three-point shooters. Now inside, Anderson trying to post up, kick the ball out to Sloan. Now back up top, Miller catches to Porter on the left wing. A drive down the wing, and another foul by Penfield. They tried to stop Maya Porter. And Boudreaux picks up her first foul, team fourth of the quarter. Let's see, Porter at the free throw line, 16 of 22, good for 72.7%. First one is good. Here come the Coldwater substitutions. Riley Van Aken, 5'6", sophomore. And it looks like Coley Burkhart, 5'10", sophomore, also in. Second one rattles in for Porter. Penfield looks like Walling came back in. Yeah, she came back in, Sean, there. And at 15 left to play in the quarter. Cardinals up 15 to four. Good start for the Cardinals so far, even with the all-senior lineup. Sure was, we missed uh, Shide tonight, one of our seniors, but. Here's a three attempted by Boudreaux. It's good from the left wing. 15 to seven, eight point lead, 51 seconds left to play in the quarter. Here's Burkhardt on the left wing, slashes, kicks the ball out, and open Maya Porter for three. Got another one! A couple of trays for Porter, a couple of trays for Anderson. The Cardinals up 18-7. to Cardinals still have not made a two-point field goal. I think part of that is they drive to the basket and get fouled. Well, they uh, also, they're getting into that middle and then kicking out. They're getting good uh, Another good turnover looks. by Penfield. 
Bad pass intercepted by the Cardinals. Here comes Burkhart. Hands off to Miller. Still out there. Looks like she'll get to play the entire first quarter. Sloan on the weave to Burkhart. Right wing, left wing to Van Aiken. Ten seconds left in the quarter. To Sloan, right wing, up top to Porter. Back to Van Aiken. Slashes the right wing. Drew a triple team. Boudreaux got leveled. The shot was missed by Van Aiken. Rebound Penfield. As the buzzer sounds to end the first quarter. Coldwater up 18-7. Second quarter in a minute, you're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. Hi, Irwin at Cole Ford. Let me tell you, do we have inventory? We're bursting out at the seams we have so much inventory. If you want trucks, we have a sweetheart of a deal for you. 1.9 for 72 months. That's right, I didn't slip. 1.9 for 72 months on a new F-Series truck. F-Series, the number one selling vehicle for 47 straight years. We even have 0% available. I have super duties. I have training. Kansas. I have lightnings. I even have mach I have so much inventory, folks. I just want to get rid of these vehicles so we can get ready for the 2024 model year. And large cash rebates. We also have trade-in rebate. That's right. Just trade in any vehicle and you can get additional rebates. That's why we're giving such deals right now. Cole Ford right here on US-12 in beautiful Coldwater, Michigan. Or ColeFordLincoln.com. Everything you want, Cole's got it. See dealer for complete details. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. After the first eight minutes of this one, Maya Porter with eight, Ellie Anderson with six, two each from Jayla Sloan and Ellie Foley. That's Coldwater's 18 points for Penfield. Natalie Hensel with four and Kira Boudreau with a three-pointer. Natalie Hensel will inbound to younger sister Madeline Hensel to start the second quarter. Penfield trails Coldwater 18-7. Coldwater throwing out, uh, they look like they were in a 2-3 zone this time around for Penfield. Yeah, they're in that 2-3 zone again. And Ball lobbed inside to Natalie Hensel. Overshot the rim, had Anderson in her face, and Foley gets the rebound. Tosses the ball to Van Aken now. Inside to Anderson. Being bodied up by Walling. Kicks the ball out to Danica Cox, who checked in between quarters. 5'8 sophomore. Kicks the ball back out to Van Aken. And now Foley to Burkhart. Underhands it to Cousin Danica on the right corner. Up top to Anderson. Walling on her. Man-to-man D being played by Penfield. Double team on Cox. Kicks the ball out. Three-pointer. Good. It's a long two. Her foot was inside the line. Ellie Anderson now with eight, and timeout is going to be taken by Todd Grenis. Full timeout, 7.15 left until halftime. Cardinals up two touchdowns on the Penfield Panthers, 21-7. We're back in a minute. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. If you notice that your furnace or water heater can't get the job done, it's time to call a pro. Hi, this is Mike Morton with Acre Mechanical. Call our residential services team. We'll diagnose the problem and recommend whether to repair or replace your unit. If it needs replaced, we can help with a new Bryant or Trent furnace or water heater. Visit akerinc.com or call 517-278-0773 for service 24-7. Acre Mechanical serves Coldwater, Fremont, Angola, and surrounding areas. Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems, whatever it takes. That's you trying to fix the plumbing yourself to save a few bucks. Doing things yourself doesn't always end well. The same goes for insurance. That's why Auto Owners works with local independent agents who tailor coverage to meet your needs and offer discounts for life, home, car, and business insurance. Because sometimes you need a professional to get the job done right. That's simple human sense. The no problem people. Your local auto owners agents are Scott Crabtree, DC Lyons, and Melanie Pitch at CNO Insurance, North Clay Street, Coldwater. 
1590 FM 95.5 WTVB. Scoreboard operator got the correction. That was a long two that Ellie Anderson took before the timeout. 20-7 to seven is the current score. Penfield ball coming out of the timeout. Boudreaux is blocked by Anderson, who got the last cold water bucket. Ball comes to Foley, tosses to Van Aken. Now inside Cox, wide open, but the double team came out on her quickly. Now back out Burkhart to Van Aken. Long two is good from the right side. 22-7. Cardinals up with 6.43 and counting left to play in the first half. Walling, sideline right in front of the Coldwater bench. Ball to Natalie Hensel. Lost the ball on the drive down the middle. Picked up by... Uh, Burkhart now fully across the timeline. She has the ball right wing. Shortest player on the floor, Boudreaux is fronting her. Now Van Aken bounce pass to Cox on the right wing to Anderson. Back up top, Burkhart swings it to the left corner. Van Aken driving, cut off by Walling. Clacking also playing D there. Back to Foley to reset. 6.08 left to play in the half. Here comes Danica Cox, blocked by Walling on the take. Cox saves the ball. It's picked up by Van Aken. Left elbow out to Foley. Up top for three. Rattles did not go in. Loose ball is going to be picked up by Boudreaux. Boudreaux across the timeline for Penfield. 5.50 left to play half. Panthers trail 22-7. Here is Clacking on the right wing. Gets the ball to Walling on the corner. Cox is on her. Looks like the Cardinals switched to -to man-to-man defense this time around. And that's a five-second call on Walling. Cardinals with that good, tough defense. Had them trapped over there on the sideline. Cadence McClenney, 5'5", senior coming in for Penfield after heck of a shift there by Boudreaux. Yeah, she had, uh, she's a little spark plug out there. Got the three, got to the basket a couple of times. Key word here is short. She only stands at 5'1". <laughs> Burkhardt on the right wing, up top to Riley Van Aken, and now Foley on the left wing. Clacking, picking up whoever has the ball on the perimeter. Now it comes to Anderson. Back to Foley. Deep three left wing. Rattled in now again. Ball comes to Natalie Hensel. Got Burkhart guarding her. Ball kicked out. Was looking to get it out to Hensel. Uh, Madeline Hensel. It was deflected. Stolen by Burkhart. Van Aken to Foley. Inside to Cox. Bumped by Walling. Out to Foley on the right corner. Moving to the elbow. Cut off. Needs help. Underhands it to Van Aken on the right wing. Now she'll slash the wing. Off the glass on the runner. No good. Loose ball is going to go out of bounds. Back to the Panthers. 4.47 left to play until halftime. It's 22-7 Coldwater. That's Burkhardt's third. Third steal so far in the first half here. Abby Robinson, 5'5", junior. About to check in for the first time. Maya Porter also at the scorer's table. Another turnover by Penfield. Bad pass was intercepted by Cox inside the lane. Here comes Burkhart. To Van Aken between the circles. 4.27 and counting left to play until halftime. Foley, sideline right. Did Penfield switch their defense here this time around? Yeah, they they switch it into a, to a zone. Ball lobbed inside to Cox from Burkhart, and I'll kick it out to the left corner. Three-pointer short for Anderson. Flying in for the rebound is Walling. Walling finds Madeline Hensel. Across the timeline. Oh. Went through Van Aken's hands into Natalie Hensel's. Misses the jumper from the baseline. 
Loose ball is going to be secured by Anderson. His body's hitting the deck all over the place. Van Aken now with the ball. Tosses across the timeline to Burkhart. Now inside to Cox. Immediately doubled up. Back out to the perimeter. Here's Van Aken. To Burkhart on the corner. 3.42 left until halftime. Cross quarters to Anderson. Open right corner. Three. A little long, but rebound put back on the hook shot is good for Burkhart. Great offensive rebound by Burkhart there and put back. That's the first inside basket that Coldwater's made tonight. Makes it a 24-7 score. Cardinals on top, 321 left until halftime. Here's uh, McClenney up top. Here's a drive, whistle, and a foul on the Penfield drive. It'll be the first foul on Ellie Anderson. Team first of the quarter, McClenney to the free throw line. See what McClenney is shooting from the charity stripe. Two of 10. Yeah, that's the first one. Three of 11 now. In comes Robison and also Maya Porter. Penfield is going to bring in Caitlin Lamb, a 5-4 senior. And I think did Clacking come back in too? Yep. 24 to 8. Oh. Second one, bounce, bounce, did not go in. So it's still 24 to 8. 16 point lead. Cox had the rebound. Van Aken in the forecourt gets it to Robison. Burkhart swings it around to Porter. Now to Cox. Long two from the right corner. Line drives it off the rim. Rebound to Isabel Crandall. Lamb across the timeline for Penfield, 255 left until halftime. Cardinals lead 24 to eight. Lob pass was deflected away from clacking baseline right by Van Aken. Possession will stay with Penfield, 250 left until halftime. Cadence McClenney looking to ear inbound. Count is on. Ball under one. Under, went underneath a couple of Coldwater players and finally picked up by Penfield. Here's Natalie Hensel with a dribble and a 30-second timeout is going to be taken by Todd Grenis. 2.40 left until halftime, 24-8 Cardinals. We're back in 30. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. Culey's Jewelry in downtown Coldwater has always offered a beautiful selection of fine jewelry priced to fit every budget. But did you know we also offer ear piercing daily, custom engraving, and a huge selection of gift items, including willow tree and Michigan-made copper artwork, just to name a few. We buy gold and silver, cash paid on the spot. Stop in today to see all we have to offer. Culey's Jewelry and so much more. Family owned in downtown Coldwater since 1968. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Timeout was taken by Penfield head coach Todd Grenis. What do you think the theme of the timeout was? Oh, I didn't, I, you know, I just think he's trying to keep the girls organized and try to keep their heads in the game, you know, down 16 this early in the game. 24-8 to be more specific, 240 left until halftime. Cates McClenney will inbound, sideline right. Well, we had to wait for a towel to come out of the locker room as some moisture is being wiped up in front of the cold water bench by head coach Ken Smoker, who himself is wearing uh, hot pink. Pretty colorful over there on that cardinal line. Ball inbounded to Lamb, moves sideline left, being followed by Robinson and Van Aken. Ball lobbed inside. 
Isabel Crandall coughed the ball up, but it's taken right back by Emily Clacking, her first bucket of the night. A couple of the Cardinal girls fighting over the ball and bounced right into that young lady's hand. Easy two points. 24 to 10. The lead is back to 14. Bounce pass. Maya Porter on the right wing up top to Robison. Back to Porter. Inside. Nice lob to Burkhart. Got blocked. Retains possession of the ball. Robison out to Van Aken. Left wing, right wing to Porter. And now Cox on the corner. Trying to post up. Actually got past Crandall. Bounce pass back out to Van Aken on the left side. Minute 50 left to play until halftime. Pass to Maya Porter. Whiz past her fingertips. Picked up on the run by Caitlin Lamb. Good job by Porter getting back on defense. Shot was missed, but Natalie Hensel gets the rebound. Up top to McClenny. Her shot for three. Wide left. Rebound by Maya Porter. Cracks it down in front of the boys' locker room. Van Aiken to Robison on the left wing. Up top to Porter. And at 25 left in the half. Cardinals up 24 to 10. The drive to the baseline. Ball kicked out to Robison. She turned her head for just a minute, and the ball glanced off of her fingertips. Going to get Julia Perez back in for Penfield. We're also seeing Madison Cole, a 5'7 junior, come in for the first time. Julia Perez picked up two very early fouls and uh, has not seen action since uh, the first couple minutes of this game, actually. Top of the key, here's Lamb. Bounce it to Natalie Hensel inside the arc. Right side, a jumper from the free throw line. Missed, rebound Burkhart. Under a minute left to play in the half. Cardinals up 24-10. Porter lobs the ball. Pulled down by Robison, left wing. Now back up top to Porter. Two Van Aken, left wing three. Off the rim, no good. Battle for the rebound, won by Burkhart. Splits the triple team, gets it back out to the perimeter. Ball around to the right corner. It's good, a long two for Robison. 26 to 10, Cardinals back up 16. 32 seconds left until halftime. Ball to Lamb, sideline right between the circles. Natalie Hensel comes to Perez, kicks the ball out to the left corner, in and out on the three-pointer by Clacking. Burkhart with another rebound. 17 seconds left until halftime. Cardinals should play for the final shot of the half. Van Aken bounce pass. Maya Porter for three from the right corner. Missed. Rebound Burkhart. Out to Robinson. Try it again. No. Wide left. But another rebound by Burkhart. Van Aken with three, with two. Bounce it to Porter. Take a shot at the buzzer. It falls short. 26-10. Cardinals on top of Penfield in girls basketball after one half on senior night. The Branch County Abstract and Title Halftime Report coming up in three minutes. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. When it comes to buying or selling real estate, it's more than just a transaction for us at Southern Marsh Realty. Hi, I'm Angie Marsh. If we're selling your house, we do more than just list it. We help stage it, clean, and spruce it up. But the one thing we don't do is charge administration fees. Whether buying or selling, make sure you ask your realtor about those fees. When selling your home, choose the number one agent in the area. Angie Marsh at Southern Marsh Realty in Quincy, where the office is now serving Michigan and Indiana. Visit them online at southernmarshrealty.com where you will find every listing in the state of Michigan. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HessKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Hess Kwood PC, lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. 
Recycling your cardboard with Union Pallet and Container Company of Coldwater can deliver real value to your business and the environment. Recycling just one ton of cardboard saves more than 17 trees and eliminates landfill waste. To learn how you can help save the environment by recycling your company's cardboard, call Union Pallet and Container in Coldwater at 279-4888. That's 279-4888. If you're staying closer to home these days, backyard birding is a great year-round hobby. And Nottawa Gas in Nottawa and Tecantia have everything you need to connect to the fascinating world right outside your window. From bird watching guides to bird houses to bird bath heaters, let your hobby take flight. Right now, get a 50-pound bag of black-oiled sunflower seeds or suet cakes in a wide variety. Connect with nature in your own backyard. Nottawa Gas on Eleanor Drive in Centerville and on US 27 South of Tecantia and online at nottawagas.com. Hi, Sam here with CEM Supply in Coldwater, Michigan. Our customer base consists of large manufacturing facilities right down to the walk-in residential customer. It's amazing. Here's a short list of the products we represent, stock, and sell. Lincoln Welders, Champion Air Compressors, Karcher Pressure Washers, Myers and AY McDonald Pumps, Milwaukee Generac, Wright, Jet, and Wilton Tools, just to name a few. We also stock all the consumables, including roller chain, belts, bearings, welding wire, grinding cutoff, and flap discs, plus tons of fasteners. Did I mention we also offer service and repair on the products we sell. We also refurbish and rewind electric motors up to 250 horsepower, including all types of irrigation, circulation, and well pumps in-house. CEM also has a large inventory of electric motors in stock, and we're a do-it-best distributor. CEM Supply, 178 West Garfield Avenue, open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and 8 a.m. until noon on Saturdays. Call 517-278-2611 or visit cemindustrialsupply.com. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. It is halftime here at Coldwater High School's Coach Floyd EB Gymnasium. Varsity girls basketball at the half. All Coldwater, 26-10. Halftime report brought to you by Branch County Abstract and Title. Wishing good luck to the Cardinals. When buying or selling your home, ask your realtor or banker to use Branch County Abstract and Title for your title insurance and closing needs. It's your choice. Locally owned and operated, Branch County Abstract and Title has been serving Branch County since 1868. Contact them at 278-6960. Cardinals got out to an 18-7 first quarter lead and haven't looked back since. Your scoring leaders, Ellie Anderson and Maya Porter now with eight apiece. Two apiece for Coley Burkhart, Jayla Sloan, Ellie Foley, Riley Van Aken, and Abby Robison. That's Coldwater's 26 points. For Penfield, Natalie Hensel with four. Three for Kerr Boudreau, two for Emily Clacking, and a free throw for Cadence McClenny. That is their 10 points. 18-7 in the first, as I mentioned. 6-3 in the second, all favoring Coldwater. Yeah, just a good, solid uh, first half for the Cardinals. I mentioned to you there when we were off the air that uh, Cardinals had two turnovers in the last two minutes or three. Two and a half minutes that first half and only had three for the total first half. So up until that last two and a half minutes of the first half, they had one turnover. Some excellent passing. They're getting into the lane. They're getting the uh, kickouts if they get stopped in there. So uh, I'm sure Coach uh, Smoker's got to be pretty happy with that. The defense has been real solid. They've switched back and forth from man-to-man to a zone a couple of times. So uh, mixing it up there too a little. 
Hard to believe uh, we were talking about the end of the boys' basketball season coming up next week. The Cardinals have three, the Lady Cards rather, have three more games after tonight. They will host Harper Creek here next Tuesday. And then the following week, while the boys are off playing their districts, the girls will have their final two regular season games. Both will be at home. Uh, the Otsego Bulldogs will be coming in on Tuesday, February 27th, and then on the 29th on Leap Day, still undefeated, Portage Central will come in. That should uh, that should be a good test for the Cardinals that night, uh, getting them ready for the uh, districts the following week. And uh, speaking of districts, for the girls, the bracket formulas will be released on Sunday at the same time that the district draws for the boys will be unveiled. And taking a look at the MPR rankings for the girls, it's as of uh, when I looked at the MHSAA website late this morning, uh, for uh, the Division One Gold Lake District girls basketball, Coldwater and Gold Lake are currently the top two seeds followed by Battle Creek Central, Sturgis, and Lakeview. For the Division Three district at Centerville, Bronson and Schoolcraft are the top two seeds right now. Schoolcraft and Lawton have been kind of flipping back and forth for that number two seed. Sometimes Bronson and Lawton would flip uh, back and forth, so that's going to be interesting to watch as it develops. Uh, Centerville and Union City bringing up the rear the Division Three Jonesville District that Quincy is going to be going to. Reading and Jonesville are your top two seeds, followed by Homer, Quincy, and Hillsdale. And the Division Four Colon District, Colon is your number one seed. Uh, despite losing to uh, Niles Brandywine last Thursday, uh, some of the people that were sitting behind me actually went out to see the Brandywine Colon team. Brandywine number two in D3, Colon number two in D4, and uh, Brandywine powered over the Magi yeah, last they, night. Yep, they pretty much put it to them. I wanted to mention one thing on some secondary stats here. You want to think somebody had a good first half. I, I don't know what Burkhardt had for points. But she had uh, eight rebounds in the first half. She had three assists and three steals and a block. So that's not a bad, not a bad first half for somebody that didn't even start the game. Two points for Coley Burkhart. She just had a fantastic, just a real strong first half there. I didn't get a chance to finish the uh, NPR rankings on uh, the girls' side. Colin and Burr Oak are your top two seeds. And then Athens, well, there's only one one thousandth of a point separating Burr Oak and Athens. They could flip-flop a couple times over the next ensuing next week. Right now it's Colin and Burr Oak, the top two seeds, Athens, Takancha, and then Pansafia Academy bringing up the rear there. We're at halftime. Varsity Girls Basketball Coldwater on top of Penfield, 26-10. Second half coming up in two minutes. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskewood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskewood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HessKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. HessKwood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. The space heater next to the curtains, the 12 plug sharing one power strip, the frayed wire inside the wall. Fire damage may happen in a flash. So may the cleanup and restoration when you call the professionals at 1 800 ServePro for ServePro of Branch and South Calhoun counties or log on to ServePro.com. 
That's where you'll find a team of highly trained specialists with more than four decades of experience in helping to make fire and water damage like it never even happened. Because when it's your home or business that's been damaged by fire, you don't just want your things clean, you want your life back as well. So when fire damage strikes, call the red trucks to put out the flames and call on the green vans to help put your life back together at 1-800-SERVE-PRO. With the trust of the insurance industry and more than 1,600 franchise locations, they're guaranteed to be faster to any size disaster. Serve Pro of Branch in South Calhoun counties, the cleanup specialists at 1-800-SERVE-PRO, helping make fire and water damage like it never even happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Be listening to the end of this contest, the end of our boys game. We will name McDonald's players of the game for your local area McDonald's restaurants. Coldwater ball to start the third quarter, leading Penfield 26-10. They'll be moving from right to left. Penfield from left to right as we have switched sides. Ellie Foley, Kara Miller, Ellie Anderson, Maya Porter, and Jayla Sloan, the first half starters. Getting the task for Coldwater here to start the second half. It looks like we've got both Hensel sisters, Madeline and Natalie, along with Julia Perez, Tori Walling, and Emily Clacking, Penfield starters. Porter to Miller, around to Foley on the right wing. Cross quarter to Porter, drives baseline, trying to feed a Coldwater player inside. It was intercepted by Madeline Hensel. Bounce pass to Walling, out to Madeline Hensel, up top to Natalie, older sister. Now Emily Clacking behind the back dribble, takes a jumper from the elbow, missed it. Ball out of bounds, and it'll go back to Coldwater. Yeah, Penfield came out. They've come out in a 3-2 zone, Sean, here uh, start the second half, trying to take away those three-point shooters a little bit in that 3-2 zone. Foley on the right wing. Sloan back to Ellie. Eliana, now Sloan right wing. Rises and fires. It was a long two. It was missed. Ball in and out of the hands of Porter. Gets it out to Porter. Now back to Jayla. Moves top of the key to Foley. Cardinals will reset. Counting down to seven minutes left to play in the quarter. Sloan on the right wing. Inside to an open Ellie Anderson. She drives and gets it to bounce off the glass and in. Ten points now for Ellison Anderson. Nice assist there by Sloan on that. Cardinals up 28-10, 6.42 and counting left in the quarter. Here's Clacking out to Madeline Hensel. Her three-pointer from the right corner is short. Rebound was caught by Perez, who was driving down the middle of the lane. She got bumped and bumped hard. Sloan picks up her second foul team, first of the quarter. Perez on the floor for Penfield with two fouls of her own. Again, she picked them up very early in the first quarter. Another three-point try. This time, a miss from the left corner for Madeline Hensel. Here come the Cardinals up 18. 6.23 left to play. Quarter number three. Sloan, nice lob inside to Anderson. Back out to Porter. Up top, Jayla for three. Short off the rim. Ball tip. Pulled in by Anderson. Gets it back out to Foley on the right wing. Cross courts it to Miller. See if she can get score for once. Back to Caroline. Bounce pass looking for Anderson. It was intercepted by the quick on her feet, Natalie Hensel. Quickly across the timeline, she comes. Penfield in their forest green jerseys with white numerals and trim tonight. 
Ball held up high by Clacking. Drives to the baseline, takes a jumper, and makes it short. Rebound Foley. Here she comes. Foley to Sloan on the left corner. Slings the ball to Maya Porter on the right wing. Now cross-course it back to Ellie. Open left corner. Three. It rattles in. Her first field goal of the game puts the Cardinals up three touchdowns, 31-10. to 10. Don't you wish we would have been able to say that this past football season? Tori Walling is between the circles, right wing. Comes to Julia Perez. Double team on the right side, back up top. Natalie Hensel drives, feeds Walling, back out to Perez on the wing. Takes a jumper from the right blocks, missed it. Battle for the ball, Anderson and Perez, and they say Perez was traveling as she was falling down on her belly. Ball in hand. Probably slid a little bit as well. It's cold water ball up 31 to 10, under five left to play third quarter. Here's Foley on the left wing inside to Anderson. Ball tipped out to Porter. Now back to Ellie for three. It's good from the top of the key. Six triples tonight for the Lady Cards. They're up now 34 to 10. 440 left to play in the third. Pass inside to Walling, intercepted by Anderson, who is mugged by Madeline Hensel. Ball off of the younger of the Hensel sisters. I'm shocked that there wasn't a foul called there. Yeah, I don't. There, there could have been the way that Madeline Hensel was draped all over the Cardinal. Jayla Sloan across the timeline. Gets the ball to Miller. Moves right wing off the screen. Kicks the ball out to Ellie Anderson. Three-pointer from the right wing. Too strong off the back of the rim. Rebound by Julia Perez. Perez across the timeline. Sloan fronting her. A runner does not go in from the left side for Perez. Another rebound by Foley. Pass to Miller. Drives. Cut off, back out to Maya Porter, top of the key. The left wing, it comes to Sloan. Moves to her right, trying to geek her way around clacking. Screen set, get the ball to Miller on the right corner. Anderson up top to Porter, finds Foley on the left corner. 3.42 left in the third quarter. Oh, how about that? Foley nonchalantly took the three-pointer in front of her defender and got it to drop. 37 to 10, Penfield hasn't scored yet this quarter. Walling, out to Perez, now back inside to Walling, kick the ball out, Madeline Hensel for three. That didn't drop either, off the front of the rim, rebound by Jayla Sloan. Gets it to Kara Miller. Miller inside to Anderson, kick the ball out to Maya Porter for three from the top of the key, no good, ball off of Anderson's hands, she takes it away from Walling, she slips, gets the ball out to Kara Miller. It's an air ball from the right corner, but fully secures the ball. Finally, we get a tie-up possession arrow pointing toward the Panthers. We're going to get a line change. Burkhart, Cox, Van Aken, and Robison coming in for Coldwater. Meanwhile, for Penfield, Isabel Crandall will come in for Tory Walling. Three minutes and a second left to play quarter number three. Cardinals with the first 11 points of this quarter. Penfield has not scored yet. 37-10 as the score stands. Cadence McClenney, who also came in, gets the ball left wing to Clacking. 
Up top to Crandall, and now to Madeline Hensel. She's on the right wing, back up top, McClenny. Inside, Crandall is surrounded, and the Cardinals come up with another steal. Burghardt to Foley. Pass to Van Aken. On the right wing, inside to Danica Cox, drives, gets past McClenny. And we're going to get a whistle on a foul on Cadence. Her first foul is the team first of the quarter. That was a great move by Danica Cox there. Uh, That's a great post move up and under. Boy, she's improving. Clacking out and Boudreaux in for Penfield. It's cold water ball out of bounds. Foley to Van Aken, left corner. She'll drive. I don't know who she was looking for, but McClenny came up with the ball. She got that one blocked. The girl hit her from behind. But the Cardinals almost steal it right back. Unfortunately, Coley Burkhart was unsuccessful in saving it. She just ran out of room, sideline left in the Penfield front court. Madeline Hensel receives the inbound. Two minutes in counting left to play in the third quarter. Penfield hasn't scored yet in this frame. Perez with a runner from the right elbow is good. Minute 50 left to play in the quarter. 37 to 12, Cardinals still up by 25. It's helpful to remember that the game up at Penfield Played on a Saturday morning, late Saturday morning, early Saturday afternoon, January 20th, was a lot closer until the fourth quarter. Here the Cardinals have the big lead and are continuing to build on it. Van Aken up to Robinson. Long two is a little long. Rebound by Burkhart. Burkhart surrounded by Panthers. Cox and McClenney take a tumble. Cox falls on McClenney. Let's see who they get the foul on in that battle for the ball. McClenney picks up her second foul, team second of the quarter. Kind of fell there on Burkhardt. Looked like she fell on Cox. Foley to inbound. I don't think she's gotten a rest at all tonight. Foley is looking. It's lobbed to Burkhardt. Left wing, uh, right wing on the perimeter. Now to the left side to Van Aken. Moves top of the key to Danica. Up top to Robison. Now to Van Aken. Lob it inside to Foley. Double team on her on the blocks. Lost the dribble. Needs help. Underhands it to Robison. Long two. Almost glassed it in. But the loose ball comes to Madeline Hensel who wants to run. 50 seconds and counting left to play. Quarter number three. Cardinals up 37 to 12. Here's McClenney bumped into Danica Cox. I think they're going to get Danica with a foul. Yeah, she kind of just a half a step late getting over there, but uh, had good position, just a half a step late. Bumped her a little bit. And I think if the girl would have kept possession of the ball, there wouldn't have been a call made. But uh, Danica's first foul is the team's second. Well, we knew it was on Cox. It looked like they were putting up uh, the foul on the Penfield player who got bumped. That was McClenney. Boudreaux received the inbound, but it rolled off of her fingertips. In desperation, gave it to Madeline Hensel. 
The and the ball is goal. knocked out of bounds by Coldwater. 40.8 seconds left to play in the third. Cardinals up 37 to 12. Madeline Hensel to Perez. Perez top of the key. Through the ball. Whoops. So looking to pass the ball to Boudreaux. It was uh, off of the fingertips of both Madeline Hensel and her defender. So Penfield gets it back. Comes to the younger of the Hensel sisters. Bounce pass to Boudreaux. Now back to Madeline Hensel. Natalie is on the bench right now for Penfield. 20 seconds left to play in the quarter. Lob it inside to McClenney. Overshoots the rim along the blocks. Ball out of bounds. Last touch by, I think, uh, Van Aken last touched it. Yeah, it was an air ball, and uh, Riley was right there for the rebound, but she was a little bit surprised when it didn't get any room. Madeline Hensel to inbound. Looking, looking. And it glanced off of Robinson's back, was looking for Boudreaux. Here comes Foley to Cox in transition. Cox is hacked by Perez. It's going to be her third foul with 9.2 seconds left in the quarter. Team third of the quarter. Cox to the free throw line. Let's see what she is shooting. Whoa, she hasn't gone to the free throw line yet this year, believe it or not. This is what, the 18th game of the season? First one off the rim, no good. Correction, this is the 19th game of the season, and this is Danica's first trip to the free throw line. Hard to believe as it may seem. Second one goes in. So she splits the pair, her first free throws of the 23-24 season, 38-12. Cardinals back up 26. Here comes Penfield, drive by Perez, kick the ball out to Boudreaux, right wing three, wide left, Burkhart with a rebound. Buzzer sounds to end the third quarter, Cardinals all over Penfield, 38 to 12. Final quarter, in a minute you're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. When El Cerrito says that they serve authentic Mexican food and drinks, they mean freshly diced vegetables and herbs. The best meats cooked fresh on the grill. An endless bowl of crispy chips and fresh-made salsa. And top it off with the best blender or over-ice margaritas in your choice of flavors. Stop by El Cerrito for lunch or dinner or get it to go, including the margarita. El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant in downtown Coldwater and in the Kroger Plaza, Hillsdale. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Hass Kaywood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Hass Kaywood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HassKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Hess Kwood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. 18-7 in the first, 6-3 in the second, and now 12-2 in the third. Coldwater dominating Penfield. Kara Miller back into the Coldwater lineup along with Jayla Sloan and Ellie Anderson and Maya Porter. So Ellie Foley is finally getting that well-earned breather. Van Aken staying out from the end of the third quarter. It's cold water ball. They're up 38 to 12. Here's Maya Porter on the right wing. What a difference a month can make, huh, as far as a performance against Penfield. Well, it probably should have been this way the first time, but uh, like we said, just a little sleepy on that Saturday morning. 
Here's Sloan on the right wing, lobs it inside to Anderson. She's surrounded by Panthers, now Van Aken. Sloan, open left corner three. It's good! Eight triples for the Cardinals tonight. The first for Jayla. She now has five points, and it's 41-12. Cardinals up 29. I feel confident saying at this point in the game, Coldwater will improve to 16-3 overall, 8-3 in the Interstate 8 with the win. Here's a three-pointer by Penfield. It falls way short, and I think Lamb took that. Oh. Ball was lost to... Maya Porter, but are they going to get her with a foul? They're going to get her with a foul. Her first team first of the quarter, and they said it was a shooting foul. Boudreaux to the charity stripe. Yeah, Maya was pretty straight up there. (laughs) Boudreaux, 5 of 18 from the charity stripe. First of two. Clunk! Maya at 5 foot 10, and uh, Boudreaux at 5 foot 1. Maya just kind of took the ball right out of the air. Penfield is a team only shooting 44.6% from the charity stripe. That's a contributing factor to why they've been struggling this season. Boudreaux missed both of her free throws. Here's Kara Miller, long two, left wing. It's good! She finally got one to go. It's been a while since she scored. I'm not sure who's happier, the rest of the team or her. She's pretty... That means that everybody that's here in uniform tonight has gotten into the scorebook. Another missed three-pointer. Maya Porter is tied up by Madison Cole. What are we... Yeah. We're going to get the foul on Cole. Dueling number 32s. Cole's first foul is a team first of the quarter. 6.25 left. Cardinals up 31 on the Penfield Panthers, 43-12. Here's Porter on the left wing. Up top to Anderson. Slings it to Van Aken on the right side. Now inside, nice pass to Porter. Back out to Miller, and now Van Aken gets it to Porter on the right corner. Lob it inside to a streaking Jayla Sloan, cut off by her defender Lamb. Now back out to the perimeter. Here's Miller, moves top of the key. With Kara Boudreau on her. Ball to Sloan on the right side. Now up top, Van Aken. Back to Miller on the left wing. Moves to her right. Screen set by Van Aken. Underhands it to Sloan. And now Anderson inside to Miller along the left baseline. Draws a double team back out to the perimeter. Here's Porter on the left wing. Moves to her right to Sloan. Five and a half minutes left to play in the game. Anderson top of the key. Cardinals up 43-12. to 12. And very patiently milking the clock. Porter moving along the baseline. Looks like she... Threw an elbow into Natalie Hensel's chest wow. right after she got the pass. <laughs> Porter's second foul, team second of the quarter. She's got a big smile on her face, and she's not quite sure what she did there. Oh, when she sees the video, she'll she'll know. When Grandma Pam shows her the picture, she'll know. Natalie Hensel, jumper from the left elbow, is short. Rebound by Sloan. Sloan lobs the ball. Riley Van Aken, nice pass inside to an open Ellie Anderson. She left it just short. Rebound by Natalie Hensel. Here come the Penfield Panthers on the run. 4.52 left to play in the game. Penfield trails 43-12. Here's a jumper right baseline. Missed by Boudreaux. Rebound by Madison Cole. She was throwing 
elbows all over the place and got tied up. Possession arrow pointing toward Penfield. They'll get the ball underneath their basket with 4.46 left. Caitlin Lamb to inbound. Finds the shortest player on the floor in Kira Boudreaux. Now a drive and reverse miss by Clacking. Rebound by Anderson. Here comes Sloan. Sloan across the timeline. Long throw to Van Aken, left corner of the front court. Bounce pass inside to Anderson, trying to post up with a player behind her. That was Madison Cole. Ball back out to the perimeter. Right corner. It's another three-pointer for Maya Porter, her first since the first quarter. She now has 11. Ellie Foley with 11, and I bet you she doesn't play the rest of the night. I think. Barring injury. 46 to 12. It's a 34-point lead. Penfield has yet to score in this quarter. Here's Boudreaux, right wing, moves baseline, blocked by Anderson, ball out to Lamb, jumper from the elbow, missed. Ball pulled down by Porter. 3.50 left to play in the game. We're going to have a line change for Penfield and three other players at the scorer's table for Coldwater. At the next dead ball, whenever that might be, here's a drive by Miller out to Sloan, long two, left corner. It spun around once and popped out. In Emily Clacking's hands, and she throws the ball away, looking to lead Natalie Hensel, but the ball almost rolled out of the gym, and here come those substitutions for both Penfield and Coldwater. On the Cardinals side, Abby Robinson, Danica Cox, and Coley Burkhart. Kara Miller and Jayla Sloan, the two seniors, staying out there. They performed admirably tonight. They sure have. They've done a nice job. Both of them good games. Between the both of them, seven of the Cardinals' 46 points. Ooh. Ball poked away. Robinson trying desperately to save it. Right in front of athletic trainer Phil Herman's office chair. Cox will inbound right in front of Phil to Caroline Miller. Miller moving off the screen to the left elbow. Now to the free throw line. Ball pass to Robinson. Robinson underhands it back to Miller. 3-10 left. Cardinals up 46 to 12. Here's Sloan on the left wing. Underhands the ball to Burkhart. Now to Cox. Left baseline. Trying to get around McClenny. Ball underhanded back to Miller. Miller off a screen set by Danica. Takes a jumper from 10. It rolls off the rim. Rebound by Perez. Julia Perez with the ball for Penfield. Perez. Off the screen, lost her balance. Loose ball picked up by McClenny. Takes a jumper from past the free throw line. Wide right, rebound by Penfield. Ball came to Walling, who took a jumper from the left blocks and was fouled. Robinson picking up her first foul. Team third of the quarter. Well, so much for uh, Ellie getting a breather. Ellie fully getting a breather the final... uh, Porter, first the two from Walling, spins off the rim, doesn't go in. Foley's going to come in for Jayla Sloan. And she'll actually come in for Kara Miller. High five from Kara Miller as she comes to the bench. Of course, as we mentioned, this is by no means her last game on this floor. The Cardinal girls have three more home games left. Walling splits the pair from the free throw line. Penfield's going to bring Madeline Briggs in. So you've got Foley, Cox, 
Burkhart, Sloan, and Robinson on the floor for the Cardinals up 46 to 13. Shot and miss from the left blocks. Loose ball wrapped away by Danica Cox, but we do get the jump ball before she was able to secure the ball. Cold water ball. Kayla Sloan now coming to the bench. Hug from Ellie Anderson coming in for her. Again, for the two seniors that are here and also for Kenzie Scheid, who we uh, have to presume is uh, at home sick. Three more home games. Ball to Foley on the left wing, 2.18 left. Foley to the right elbow, kicked the ball out to Anderson. McClenny quickly came out on her. Now to Robison, top of the key, back to Foley to reset. Lob inside to Burkhart. Off the glass and good. 35-point Cardinal lead with two minutes left. Coach Todd Grenis going a little bit deeper into his bench. There's a couple of girls due to come in at the next dead ball. Ball to Crandall on the right wing. Now to the left corner. This group of Cardinals playing zone. Now McClenny. Oh, my gosh. That was a super high rainbow, and I have no idea how that one dropped, but it did. It's just one of those you throw up there and hope it goes in. And hope for the best, right? That's for sure. We will have the senior night ceremony immediately upon the conclusion of this game where the seniors on both the girls' and boys' basketball teams will get recognized, so we'll stay here for that. We get a whistle inside, and Penfield commits a foul. Perez just picked up her fourth foul. So you're having uh, Caitlin Lamb come in, Kira Boudreau in. And who is the third one that came in? It looks like 32. uh, Madison Cole back in. Here's Robison, top of the key, pass from Burkhart. Now Danica on the right wall. Oh, she thought about the three-pointer. Get the ball out to Foley on the right side. 48-15. Cardinals up 33, and Penfield commits another foul. McClenney with her third. Team third of the quarter. Team fouls even at three apiece. Non-shooting foul. Foley to inbound to our left to Anderson. Back inside, Danica splits a double team out to Robison, left elbow. Now Burkhardt on the right wing, Foley between the circles. 55 seconds left. Cardinals are going to get the win and improve to 16-3 and three overall. 8-3 and three in the interstate. Eight. Nice pass inside. Coley Burkhardt slipped and got fouled. Right underneath the basket. McClenney picking up her fourth foul, team fourth of the quarter. Anderson to the free throw line for the first time tonight. First one spins off the rim. Anderson about a 70% free throw shooter coming in on 12 of 17 passing. The end of the night, Penfield would be dropping four and 14 overall, still looking for their first league win, dropping to 0-10. Anderson missing both free throws. Here comes Penfield. Lamb across the timeline. Lamb. La pass. Cardinals attempt to save it. Loose oh. ball. Madison Cole secures it, but it looked like she was out of bounds, or did she get tied? Yep, she was just out of bounds as she slid with the ball. Coley Burkhart will inbound. 
Token pressure coming from Lamb in the backcourt. It's lobbed to Ellie Foley. 30 seconds left. Cardinals up 48 to 15. Here comes Foley. Kick the ball out to Anderson. And now a drive by Robinson. No, to Burkhart. To Robinson on the left wing. Now to Foley. Don't expect the Cardinals to shoot. See if they can run out the clock. 15 seconds left. Foley with a couple of hesitation moves. Ball to Danica on the right wing. Back to Foley with seven. She holds the ball on her hip. Lamb comes out on her. Three seconds, two seconds, one second. And that's going to be it. Final score from here at Coldwater High School's Coach Floyd Eady Gymnasium. Varsity Girls Basketball. Coldwater 48 and Penfield 15. Cardinals improved to 16-3 overall. 8-3 in the Interstate 8. Penfield drops to 4-14 overall. 0-10 in league play. We'll take this one-minute break and be back with Senior Night. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. Your 401k is likely one of your most important assets, but it's only one part of a comprehensive retirement strategy. Edward Jones can help you understand how your retirement assets fit into your entire retirement picture so you can work toward meeting your unique retirement goals. Contact me, Jay Wright, your local Edward Jones financial advisor at 327 West Chicago Street in Coldwater. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. Looking for the best price on tires and automotive service? See Daly Tire Company in downtown Coldwater. They specialize in brakes, wheel alignment, and oil changes. Check the rebates on Goodyear and Cooper Tires, plus everyday low prices on most other major and tire brands. And with approved credit through Goodyear, they offer up to a 90-day interest-free financing. See Daly Tire Company in downtown Coldwater. More tires, more service, and more savings. Daly Tire Company, family-owned and operated since 1949. AM50. 90 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238 CD Coldwater. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to take a moment to honor five senior athletes who will be participating in one of their last home basketball games of their Cardinal careers. All five of these athletes have earned the right to be honored for their hard work and dedication to our athletic programs. We ask that you please hold your applause until after all of the athletes have been honored. Zach Coffin. Zach is the son of Jeff and Laura Lutterback and has competed in basketball, football, and track. He has served as captain in both basketball and football. This is Zach's third year on the varsity basketball team and he has twice earned academic all-conference honors and was also named All-Conference Honorable Mention last season. In football, Zach has earned All-Conference honors as a quarterback, academic All-Conference honors, and was voted as the Offense MVP as well as the Rock Solid Offense and Cardinal Pride Offensive Award winner. Zach has earned academic All-Conference in track as well in the Shop Put and Rookie of the Year Award as a freshman. Zach will be attending Grand Valley State University to major in business, but is unsure what his career plans are at this time. Eli Edwards. Eli is the son of John and Karen Edwards. Eli has provided a huge amount of help to the basketball, baseball, and football programs here at Coldwater High School. He will be attending Pathways to Independence where he will continue to learn job and life skills to become successful for himself and our community. 
Eli hopes to continue helping the athletic programs at CHS until his brother is finished with his high school athletic career. Caroline Miller. Tara is the daughter of Brian and Amanda Miller. She has been a four-year member of the basketball program, including the last three at the varsity level. She has also played volleyball for two years and will compete on the varsity soccer team for the fourth year this spring. Kara has served as a team captain and earned academic all-conference honors in all three sports. She has really made her mark on the soccer pitch as she has been named Rookie of the Year, Best Offensive Player twice, MVP, and earned the Golden Boot Award. She has earned all-conference honors in each of her three years as well as being named to the All-District Team and the Battle Creek Inquirers All-Area Team. Kara also has scored the second highest total of goals in a single season. She is a member of the Interact Club, National Arts Honor Society, where she serves as treasurer, the Art Club, and Youth Engage and Prevention Club. Kara plans on attending Bellarmine University in Louisville, Kentucky, majoring in biology in the pre-professional track, and plans to continue her education to obtain a doctorate of physical therapy. Tyson Roby. Tyson is the son of Nathan and Rochelle Roby and has been a four-year member of the basketball program as well as playing football for four years and baseball for three. He has served as a captain in both baseball and football. Tyson has twice earned honorable mention all-conference honors in football while also earning the program's Rookie of the Year and Rock Solid Awards and earning MVP honors. He is a member of the Branch Area Careers Center Future Farmers of America program. Upon graduation, Tyson plans on working the workforce and earning money. Jayla Sloan. Jayla is the daughter of Jeremy Douglas and Erica Sloan. Jayla will have earned 11 varsity letters during her career at CHS, four each in basketball and track, and three in volleyball. An excellent student, Jayla has earned academic all-conference honors each and every varsity season, as well as academic all-state in both volleyball and track. She earned honorable mention all-conference honors in volleyball, the Coaches Award in track, and was awarded the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan's Team First Award last season. She is a member of the Unified Sports Program at CHS, She's undecided on her collegiate plans, but has realized that she likes working with children and plans on going into education. Kevin Sabonic. Kevin is the daughter of Steve and Jess Sabonic. He has been a four-year member of the basketball program and has also played both football and golf for two years. Keevan earned the Most Improved Player Award on this year's football team. He is in the Health Science Program at the Branch Area Careers Center and currently has an internship shadowing general surgeons at ProMedica Coldwater Regional Hospital. Keevan will be attending the University of Olivet where he will major in biochemistry and minor in business marketing. He plans on becoming a neurosurgeon. We wish each of you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Each of you should no doubt succeed if you continue to put forth the effort in your adult life 
that you have put on display on the courts and fields here at Coldwater High School. Ladies and gentlemen, please show your appreciation for these Coldwater High School seniors with a warm round of applause. here at the Coach Floyd Evie Gymnasium at Coldwater High School. A nice ceremony narrated by our Jim Measel. Very nice ceremony and uh, real student athletes out there. Standing ovation coming from the members of the Lady Cards who were still on the bench as the ceremony unfolded in front of us. Uh, we were talking about uh, Eli Edwards, the team manager, I knew and you knew, but he didn't, uh, that he was going to be uh, given a uniform and uh, will be participating on the team that way. We'll see if he, uh, he even perhaps gets a chance to play. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, I've done that a couple of times in my coaching career, and it's always uh, real exciting for uh, the kids that you have as managers because, you know, they're at practice every night. They work hard. They... Uh, they really do do a good job. Cardinals on the coming out onto the floor. A warm up for the boys basketball game, but uh, before that, we've got a girls basketball game to talk about. Uh, you were asking me how many field goals were made by the Cardinals total? Yeah. Seven two pointers, nine three pointers. Seven two pointers and nine three pointers. That's sixteen baskets. Yes. Out of those 16 baskets, they had 14 assists. Isn't that something? Wow. That's, that's compared to five two-point baskets made by Penfield and only one tray. Yeah, that's... It was uh, total domination by the Cardinals tonight. 48-15 was the final score. Yes, uh, and you hit it on the nose. It was just a dominant victory. They came out, you know, gave them a little scare up at Penfield, but tonight there was no scare as the... Uh, Cardinals jumped off to a big lead, and they just kept it going. 18-7 after the first quarter, and they didn't take their foot off the gas the entire night. Everybody that was here and in uniform scored tonight for the Cardinals, who improved to 16-3 overall, 8-3 in the Interstate 8. A free throw for Danica Cox. Two points apiece for Abby Robinson, Riley Van Aken, and Kara Miller. Four for Coley Burkhart, five for Jayla Sloan, 10 for Ellie Anderson, and 11 apiece from Ellie Foley and Maya Porter. That's Coldwater's 48 points. For Penfield, they dropped to four and 14 overall, 0 and 10 in league play. Natalie Hensel, their leading scorer, averaging 14 points a night, held to just four. Then three apiece for Kira Boudreau and Cadence McClenney, two each for Emily Clacking and Julia Perez and a single free throw for Tori Walling. That was their 15 points. 18-7 in the first, 6-3 in the second, 12-2 in the third, and 11-3 in the fourth, all favoring the Cardinals. The breakdown of the three-pointers, Ellie Foley shot three all in the third quarter. Ellie Anderson had two, and Maya Porter had three. Those first couple there in the first half by Jayla Anderson. Sloan also had a triple as well. Yeah. Those first couple by Anderson, that first first right in the beginning of the game there, just kind of made a statement early for the Cardinals. Another statistical anomaly, no two-point baskets were made in the first quarter by the Cardinals. Yeah. They were all from the long line. Yeah, they, they shot the ball well from that three-point line. 
So I want to actually correct my math. That was uh, 18-7 in the first, 8-3 in the second, 12-2 in the third, 11-3 in the fourth, all favoring the Cardinals. Uh, we're going to give Ken Smoker the headset to uh, talk about this uh, victory. Uh, as soon as he uh, puts on the headset, we'll be able to talk to him. He's, he's just staring at your numbers. Right. <laughs> uh, hi, Coach. Uh, what was the most amazing thing about uh, the uh, stat sheet that Quinn was keeping? Well, I would try to read it, but I don't have my glasses. That's oh. why I was asked. I told him I can't see it. Oh. <laughs> what even, did you write with, down there? Oh, I just said I had you down for 14 assists, and Sean said you made 16 baskets wow. tonight. Uh, we definitely were making shots. And, the, you know, the first thing I want to say is I don't think you were at Penfield. I think no, I Murph, was my, Murph was yeah. there. But our level intensity today was no comparison to what it was up there. Night and day. So I think we were up two going into the final quarter. Yep. Sounds and, about right. And that's the one thing I said. I just said thank you. See what happens when you play with intensity even against inferior teams. I thought, and, and I only had you down for six turnovers well, in the whole game. Well, that would mean game. we have two games in a row with less than ten. ten. Isn't that amazing? That That's just awesome. You know, and like that one lady said, you pass the ball too much. Yeah. When, you only have, when you only have six turnovers, I wouldn't think that's passing the ball too yeah, much. Yeah, I wouldn't either. You uh, know, I, I thought one, I just wanted to say this one thing. You got the ball into the post all night long, and the post made some great outlet passes for the threes. Yeah, they did. They're getting really good at chinning it, and I don't know if you guys can hear with your things on, but the girls communicating that they got doubles and triples coming in, and they are. They've made good decisions to pass the ball out. Um, we're still working on recognizing it at times that we still should get it in there and get to the ball of the wing, but we keep preaching about that, and hopefully that gets better. Well, clearly that's one of the things that you're going to be working on for these final three regular season games. Yeah, we have one more. You know, uh, it's, a while ago I told you guys we amended our goals, and my reporter already wrote up there one more game, and we're guaranteed second place. I mean, first place is unattainable. Uh, but then beyond that, you know, I told him in the locker room, our job is to keep playing hard and intensity-wise because we've done it for four straight games because we want to keep that up. We got a tough game with Harper. We got two tough non-conference games. It's going to take us right into the tournament. Yeah, those non-conference games at the end there, I said, it's perfect perfect timing for those two games going into your district. Yeah, Portage Central's undefeated as of right now. So that's, that's our final one. That's going to be a fun one. And I know they press a lot. They play a lot of zone. Uh, at Sego, uh, they've lost a couple of girls to ACL injuries, but they still they just knocked off Marshall. So they're going to be tough. You know what I really liked is I got two seniors that played a boatload of minutes today. Yeah. And they played well. They sure did. And, and Kara Miller shot three times. And I don't know the last time she shot three times in a game. I don't know if she ever has. I was going to say, I don't think she shot a two uh, the entire rest of the season up to this point. No. Uh, but you know what? She'll, first thing, she'll be the first person to admit she's not a basketball player. She just loves being with this group of girls. And she's quick, and she just likes passing the ball to other people. And she'll play defense, and she's a great kid. Well, she'll make the other kids work hard at practice. Yep. And, some, you know, that's great, too. You know, I, the other thing, and you mentioned it, Coach, but I I noticed something tonight that I, and I've seen it at times this year, but I did, haven't seen it a whole game. Like you said, they were chinning the ball. They were keeping the ball in good three, you know, three position, you know. And I thought they did an excellent job all night of that. 
And, you know, one thing we've worked in the last uh, couple weeks is against Marshall, if you guys remember, we were dumping in the post because we got a size advantage all over the place on yeah. Marshall. But they weren't boxing out on their post, and we kept getting the balls knocked away. And we've been working that on, on that in practice. And I, Ellie Anderson, she's not the strongest girl in the world, but she's done a great job of that of holding people back. She's gotten much better as the season's gone. You know, I wish, I'll be honest, I wish Danica Cox was three inches taller. <laughs> she could be dominating in that post area. Yeah, and, she, and she, she doesn't get as much time as the others, but, man, she works her tail off oh. in practice. She always does what she's supposed to, and she never complains. No, she's just a good hard worker out there for I, you. Actually, I got ten of them. Yeah, you do. You do. Uh, I want to talk about Jayla Sloan, too, because she moved up during the COVID year. You know, we lost people. We moved her up. Uh, and it seems like her playing time has dwindled as she's gotten older. You know, um, she started for quite a bit as a sophomore, but you would never know it at practice. You'd never know it in the locker room. She's going to keep working. She never complains. Uh, you're going to give her criticism, and she takes it. And a lot of kids, as they grow older, if those minutes dwindle, they kind of get sour, but that hasn't been the case with her either. You, know, you can tell that. Good athlete, good student. She's just a good kid. Dude, we, I just, I'm getting ready to turn in our stuff for uh, Academic All-State. Mm -hmm. I have one girl that's sub four. Isn't that something? And she's three, eight, nine. I think they might be smarter than I am. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go that far. Yeah, you know, I... You know, I a lot of people don't know this, and I don't know if you remember this. That last year I coached with that group, you know, we were the high, we had yeah. the number one academic in the whole in the whole state of Michigan that year. We were like three three some three that, eight nine or three nine two. That makes us good coaches. Quinn. Well, it does. It does. Well, it does when you have good smart, smart players, kids. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Last point that I want to make: everybody that got in tonight scored. Uh, I think that's first time all year. I think so too. So uh, we will actually uh, be seeing you for the uh, games here against Otsego and Portage Central in another week and a half or so. All right. Uh, thanks we'll for your time you once again, Coach. Yep. Bye. That is uh, Ken Smoker joining us on our post-game show as the Cardinals beat Penfield tonight, 48 to 15. Uh, McDonald's player of the game. Uh, I think we should give it to the seniors that were here tonight. I definitely think so, and uh, it's too bad that. Uh, Kenzie Scheid wasn't able to be with us tonight, uh, but uh, we won't mention her, another senior. But, yeah, let's get it to our, our two seniors. And as Coach said, high, high marks for them, you know, not only in tonight's game, but every day in practice. Congratulations to Kara Miller and Jayla Sloan, or McDonald's girls basketball players of the game. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Michigan. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. 
Are you or your kids looking for a job with a flexible work schedule with a higher pay scale than ever? The perfect opportunity is available at your local McDonald's. All three McDonald's locations in Coldwater, Quincy, and Bronson have openings right now. They'll work around school and sports schedules, and they're paying up to $14 per hour based on availability. Stop in for more information or go online to McDonald's.com. Find that perfect, great-paying job right now at your local McDonald's.